Welcome to Manila Rose Podcast. My name is Dina Rose, and today we're discussing a topic that hits close to home for me. I started this podcast because I wanted to bring awareness to the sexualization and our fetishization of women of color in America, regardless of their sexual orientation. And I can especially attest to it since I myself have experienced these sexualizations. It usually depends on whatever race people perceive I am due to looking racially ambiguous. However, whilst conducting research and trying to pitch my podcast, something was brought to my attention about my own life that I always found was normal but is quite shocking to others. And that's that my mom was a male order bride. Often when I share how my mother came here, people are primarily focused on the act itself and not on the reasons on why she had to come here. So I have my mom here to share her story with us so we can gain a better understanding of the plight and obligations foreign women are under to actually go through male order bride services. Thank you for joining us today, Mom. You're welcome. Mom, can you share what it was like growing up in poverty? Growing up in poverty was really, really hard. <clears throat> we were so poor, and uh, we tried to sell bananas just to make money to buy, to buy food. And then, when I was like 14 years old, my mom... She wants me to marry a guy who is the tobacco farmer because he's got a lot of money and he was old. Just so that way, you know, we can, uh, the guy, the old guy can help them out because they were so poor. So I, I wasn't, so I, I ran away from this, from our province to go into uh, the city called Bacolod city and i was working there when i was 14 years old and um and i promised to myself i wasn't gonna come back to the, my province is because if i do my mom is gonna force me to marry a guy just for money that's really hard um how did you get into the mail order bride service you met my father through well when i was 22 years old um I was so from Bacolod City. I I went to Manila, Philippines, with the the capital city of the Philippines, Manila, and also I was working um, there as a you know the rich family um, as a babysitter for their grandchild. So I met this lady, and well, this was like in her um, 60 so and um, so um, that was my godmother and she, um, she she told me that you are an old maid for a 22 years old because over in the Philippines you can get married like when you're 15 years old 16 years old doesn't that is yeah so I said no I cannot find somebody that I like because also some Philippine guy, they're so asshole. So, and I said, I'm not gonna get married. And and she said, well, we'll see about that. And she, she was, she, 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 she read um, newspaper every single day. And without noticing me, she found this publication called Tree, uh, Cherry Blossom in Hawaii. And I don't know that she sent my picture to this guy uh, to the publication in Hawaii, and she made out a hobbies for me. What in my hobbies? What what 
what kind of activity I like. And yeah, so um, all of a sudden, like a month later, there is this all this kind of leader come from the U.S., everywhere in United States, Germany, whatever. And I was surprised. And then she was laughing at me. I said, wait, where did I got my name in um, in my picture? Because I never do that. I don't even know how to do it. I don't even know who they are, you know. She was laughing. Oh, I did it for you because I want you to find, um, to marry American guy or anywhere out here, anywhere, you know, just out in the our, seat, our state, our country. I, I met Nina's dad. And uh, so... We've been writing each other in the beginning, you know, introducing self and stuff like that. And anyway, we've been writing to each other for two years. And then we, he asked my number. So I gave him my number where I, where I live in the Philippines, the family that I was working with uh, for their family. And so uh, I gave him my number and he calls me and he gave me his number and I call him. He seems to be like he's a pretty nice guy and very mellow. And so how, that's how it started. But yeah, after two years, and then um, he come over to the Philippines. And um, so so that's how it started. You know, I like him. He's a good guy. And first, in the beginning, I wasn't really sure because I never knew the guy that much, you know, in person. I, I didn't even, you know. And so, and so I said, well... I'm going to take my chance. I, I'm going to give this guy a chance. So that's why we get married in the Philippines. And then you came over here? And um, I and then he filed a petition for me and I come over here. And and so, um, but in the beginning, you know, well, that's why after uh, like three months, I come over here and I was so worried about how her parents, how his parents, mommy, dad going to feel about me because I'm Oriental. I'm Asian. So when I was in the airplane, I was worried, thinking about that, you know. And then I got to the airport and they were there, mom and dad and my husband waiting for me. And my mom, his mom and dad was so nice to me. They give me a hug. They welcome me with an open arm. And I was going to cry because I was so worried about how they're going to feel about me. But I was so glad that make me cry because I love them so much. And uh, I was so glad I, they were so very nice to me. And all this time until they're gone now, but I love them just like my own parents. Yeah, they were really good to her. Uh, when she first met my father, she barely spoke English. So that was definitely a language barrier, right? Challenge, yes. Yeah. And then he got like super drunk the night they met, right? Yeah. Filipino beer is very potent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, and that bouncing off of that, how was it marrying a man that you barely knew and coming to a country you've never been before? You've only like seen on TV or heard about. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, well, <clears throat> kind of very some uh, one um, you know kind of shy you know because I know it's kind of worried, but um, like. For somehow the first very challenging in the first time, but the DS goes. I get to know him, and he was very mellow, and he was very nice and caring to me. And so, 
I'm so happy about. I married a guy from here that he was so nice guy. Mm-hmm. And she was completely accepted into family. our family. Yes. Our, my grandparents are very accepting. Yes. So she's one of those lucky stories or one of those fortunate stories that comes out of this. Um, yeah. How was it trying to assimilate into like American culture and like trying to communicate with people, um, having more freedom to like get a license, oh, able to drive? That was very, 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 very huge, that big chance here when I come over here, because in our country, um, our culture, you're not allowed to speak out. Like you have, you're, like when you know something, you just have to shut your mouth. It's because you'll be in trouble if you speak out. And when I come over here, it's totally different because you can stood up for yourself and you can speak out you can lead it out, what, whatever you feel in your heart. And, you know, it's a freedom for me, huge freedom for me uh, compared to my culture and here in America. Mm-hmm. So many opportunities. Yeah. Do you think mail order bride services are a good or bad thing now? After all these years have passed, what are your views on it? Um, right now, it's very kind of not, not so good because I hear this a lot. Some of, uh, um, you know, some of, this is there is good and there is bad because I know this person that he her friend come over here because he married American um, um you know a guy from here I'm not gonna see the state but he got killed by the guy so very very different before than now now it's a lot different because it's not you know not all guys are do you feel like Nowadays, it's more risky because there's yes. a sense of entitlement with these men who try to marry these women exactly. from other countries. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel now. I hear that a lot now. Before, that was so very, very nice and different, and you know that you're going to be safe. And But now, I hear a lot of bad things. So. There's a lot of horror stories these days that we're seeing, and it seems like women are more at risk because... There's this sense of entitlement that I just talked about where they're marrying women because they want submissive wives, whereas back then it was more just they probably couldn't find somebody here. Yes. What advice would you give newly married male order brides assimilating into the U.S.? What advice can you give them today, like if one were to come here today? Oh, so you you get to know the guy first, you know. Now, um, because... You cannot just jump in, into because you want to come over here. You get, you had to get to know the guy first for a while. Make them come over to the Philippines and meet them. And um, before you decide to marry a guy because you want to you wanna come over here because, like I said, more risky now than before. So That's really good advice. What advice would you give them if they're having trouble? They're already here and they're having trouble trying to like overcome like the language barrier or the way things work over here well first you got you gotta know if just in case you you have to know the other people that who's have an experience marrying a guy from here and um the people who've been here for a long time you know because they made it to a guy from here you you get to know those people so that way whatever you you can get help from that person and get, so that person can give you an, uh, a good advice what you have to do. Yeah, it sounds like resources are 
very important and almost like crucial for new mailer brides coming over here to adjust. So that's a really good point, Mom. Do you have anything Thank else? Thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with our viewers to know about your experiences? My experience was really, really good um, here. I, I come over here in 1986, so like I said, it's a different before than now. And I'm just so thankful that I'm still married to my husband who been married for 30. Well, I, we got married in 1985. And um, his his love and caring are, are, are unconditionally to me. And he was a good husband and a good father. And I'm so thankful to God for, for that. While most people I've talked to about this part of my background find it to be something out of the ordinary, the reality is it's more common in the United States than people think. And the common attitude towards it is usually not positive, usually viewing the women in a distasteful light as if they've done something shameful or wrong. When we should be focusing on why impoverished foreign women feel the need to go through these services and why there's a whole market to sexualize and take advantage of them. Thank you for watching the Manila Rose podcast. Keep an eye out for season two. And remember, it's not sexy, it's racist. Take care.